live so bad you wanna die? Ever cried and cried until you can't cry? Like why am I alive? What's the purpose to life? Ever wanna live so uh, bad you wanna hi, die? Hi, welcome to Boys Who Cry Mental Health Conversations, a podcast about mental like, health. Because, you know, your your mind matters. <laughs> my name is Ram Reyes. I'm one of the hosts. And with me is my pa- co-host. Paulina Rodriguez. And today we have a guest. Uh, can you introduce yourself? Yes. Hello. My name is Marisol Hernandez. Hello. And, and um, we brought you, well, you guessed because you're a friend and I wanted you to be on the podcast. But we want you wanted to talk about uh, borderline personality disorder. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, but first, before we get to that, because how are we all yeah, feeling? How are we all feeling today? Yeah, yeah. yeah. how are you feeling, yeah. Marisol? I'm feeling good. Today's actually a really nice day. Any day that has like clouds is like my my thing. I love it, dude. It's, I love clouds too. Yeah. Like I take photos of clouds all the time, <laughs> whenever I can, as possible. I haven't done it today because I'm trying to find that good cloud. Yeah, my hair is a cloud. For those of you who don't know, I have really floofy hair. Yeah, no, they'll see in the picture. Yeah, we're gonna take a picture of you later. But oh, awesome. We, we yeah, we take a picture of every guest because mm-hmm. uh, how are you feeling, social. Ram? I'm good. I'm okay. Somebody got somebody got worried. I'm sorry to Jason for worrying you about my meme on Instagram. Because, uh, I don't know, it was just funny. I relate, though. <laughs> yeah, I relate. We'll, we'll, we'll link it. But it's like... But I'm good. I had like a really intense meditation session this morning. It's kind of weird. Because I, I, I kept going the whole visualization thing. And I'm like mm-hmm. learning other things. And I was like... In my mind, I was like, I... I'm glad I exist and I'm glad everybody else exists in it. That's so good. Like, I started crying and shaking and I was like, it was weird. It was so weird. Like, That's like the core of all humanity though. Yeah, but it was just, it was like an overwhelming feeling and like, maybe I couldn't handle it, but it was really dope. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm telling you guys, you need, as much as people say like, ooh, meditate, I know it's kind of hard, but give it a shot if you can. Mm-hmm. Just the fact of like, kind of pausing like the ability to pause like your mind basically mm-hmm. like that's what meditation is it's not really like i don't know like that stereotypical thing you see oh that it's 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 to literally just pause your mind and kind of like observe what's in your head but mindfulness yeah exactly mindfulness it's not i think it's really helpful but how are you pulling how are you feeling i think i've actually like I've had a, today was an amazing day and it's only like two o'clock. I know. Awesome. Yeah. Um, Last week that we filmed this, I was like feeling burnt out and like I just kind of took a pause and like stopped everything I was doing and did like a ton of self-care <laughs> and I realized I was like burnt out <laughs> <laughs> and I needed to like fill my cup again and now like I feel really good. I feel like I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be and yeah. I had this like epiphany last week i was like you know what i don't hate myself anymore <laughs> that's so good, that's good. yeah that's actually really good i was like, like i actually like like the person i am that's hard that's, yeah well that's what it takes years for a lot of people to get yeah there. honestly yeah i mean i'm still kind of struggling with it like the other day i had like a really bad like i don't know i just felt like shit at night mm-hmm. and i was like man why am i feeling this way and then i started writing my journal like Man, I'm a piece of shit. <laughs> we're we're not. We're, we're, I'm trying to stop the negative self talk because mm-hmm. it's not good. But you're acknowledging it though. Yeah, but it's still so hard, you know, like ignoring yeah. it. Yeah, you and can't just ignore it and be like, "Oh no, it's not a thing," because then it just comes out stronger, and then you're screwed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's but yeah, exactly. If you ignore it or just try to resist it, it gets like worse. Yeah, and yeah. it's like 
Yeah, I don't know. You just got to feel it. But you have to, like, learn not to get lost in the emotion. Yeah. That's what I learned, I think. Will. Like, you got to allow yourself to feel, but don't get stuck there. Exactly. Yeah. Got to visit it. Yeah. All right. Well, let's let's talk about let's talk about you, Marisol. Yeah, <laughs> awesome. Well, let me explain what BPD is for people who don't know. Let's just clear some things. Yeah, this is not bipolar disorder. No, yeah, it is it's not. not. <laughs> we'll get we'll get someone else for that. But this is the definition of borderline personality disorder by the National Institute of Mental Health. Borderline personality disorder is a mental illness marked by ongoing pattern of varying moods, self-image, and behavior. These symptoms often result in impulsive actions and problems in relationships. People with borderline personality disorder may experience intense episodes of anger, depression, and anxiety that can last from a few hours to days. So it's basically, it sounds just like much more unstable, like mix of yeah. emotions. Yeah. It's yeah. Well. It's can, like... Can, yeah. Explain what, what does it feel like? Well, for since a lot of people confuse it with... Bipolar disorder, I will draw one uh, similarity. Bipolar disorder happens in the span of like weeks um, and, and months and stuff like that. Imagine bipolar disorder, but in a span of a day. So like you'll wake up, you'll feel great maybe, and then you'll go through your day and you're like, oh, I'm not feeling so great. And then you start hating yourself. And, mm-hmm. and when I say hate, I mean, it's like a full blown hate. It's not even just like, oh, I feel kind of bad. It's like, oh, geez, I'm a, I'm a piece of crap. And then after that, you're like, no, you know what? I'm actually really good. And then it goes into inflation like, oh, my God, I'm like the best. I'm so good. Everybody needs to know how good I am. And then it comes back to just crippling sadness. And you're like, why am I like this? And at the end of the day, you kind of get just overwhelmed and you don't know why you feel all these emotions at the same time. And there's more self-hatred. There's more self-love. You kind of love yourself because you are so colorful. But you also Mm -hmm. hate yourself because... It's just all too much and you feel like you're too much. And people have told me mm-hmm. that, like that I'm too much. Like it's it's mm-hmm. hard. It's really um it's it's hell for sure. Yeah. Mm. So how did you first like get diagnosed with borderline <clears throat> personality disorder? Like did you have like a moment where you were like something is wrong and Ooh, my entire life. <laughs> no, um, so this might be kind of triggering to some, just warning. Oh yeah. We yeah. we'll put a trigger warning mm, cool. uh of what? Of what it's uh, it includes death and suicide and stuff like yeah, that. Please, yeah, please, we're gonna get into it. I'll probably put it in the beginning because we we're learning on like yeah, we're gonna put it an audio trigger warning instead yes. of just mm-hmm. like oh, watch out. I was like oh yeah yeah, but yeah, keep going. Yeah. So before I talk about this, y'all, this is what I'm gonna talk about is serious stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so like before that, I've always struggled with chronic depression, and I never knew that it was just chronic depression. I just thought I was sad and like. I mm-hmm. couldn't do anything about it um, until one time uh, it was like the second time I had tried to kill myself. I went to the hospital and um, it was with a fallout with a friend and the the not the physician, the doctor actually just looked at me, saw that I had self-harm, saw all my symptoms. And he said, yep, you're borderline. I'm like, what? I'm like, he's like, and he just prescribed me uh, medication. And honestly, the way he that di- he diagnosed me was really kind of like. Uh, raw like he just like slapped that label onto me he's like oh yeah you're borderline I'm like okay and <laughs> like I, all like just well you're borderline what, yeah, what the heck yeah I'm like and he just looked at me he's like all right next I'm like okay what? so um I had the symptoms of borderline here just because I I took the time to actually like look them up and uh, talk with my therapist about them and I'm like oh my god I'm like every single one of these mm-hmm. to the max um, yeah so the symptoms are you often feel empty, your emotions shift really quickly, um, you are scared that people will leave you. Uh, severe fear of abandonment is a big thing. Um, 
And another uh, symptom is that you describe all of your romantic relationships as intense but unstable. And the way that you feel about people in your life can dramatically change uh, from moment to the next. So like in one moment, like you'll love your best friend. They're the best thing in the world. They're your favorite person. And then the next moment, they don't text you back for like 10 minutes. And then you're like, oh, my God, they hate me. I hate them because they hate me, even though I love them so much. And it's like, yeah. it's not rational. You know, it's not rational. Yeah. but You can't help feeling that way. Um, and you do things that are dangerous and impulsive. And, oh, another big symptom is that every time you fail or you feel like you do something bad, your mind automatically reverts to suicide. You're like, oh, well, I suck at work. Uh, time to die. <laughs> and it's like, it's an ongoing thing. Like, honestly, yeah. like, I can say I'm, I'm still I'm still healing. I'm coping really well. But that's still, like, a huge symptom for me. Like, every single day, not a day goes by that I don't contemplate suicide. But it's not, it's not like, a dangerous, like, oh, I'm going to kill myself right now. It's yeah. more like, in the back of my head, like, oh, I suck. Why don't I just die? Or, like, oh, mm -hmm. I made this person feel this way. Why don't I just die? Like, oh stuff God. like that. I feel that, too. Well, yeah. Maybe I'm... <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm like... <laughs> Maybe I am. <laughs> Although people have said that, like, I don't know. My my doctor has not said. So why do they like um, label it as like a borderline? Because I know sometimes it's because it it's co occurs with other diseases. I mean, mental health things as well. Or I need to look that up. I more. think it's because you vary so much in your mood like the borderline of each mm. that makes sense that i makes think because you're like on the borderline of depression you're on the borderline uh, anxi of anxiety yeah mania anxiety. and like yeah and it, another thing too is that when it gets so bad you almost hallucinate i say almost hallucinate um like i'm not schizophrenic i know that i'm like oh shoot i should get tested no i know that uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like um you start hallucinating as far as like sometimes you could have swore you heard somebody say that something bad about you or like you could have swore that somebody's talking about you you get really paranoid too sometimes um and it's that's when the emotions are so intense that like your brain is just firing on all cylinders and it's it's really wild. A lot of my friends who know me just know me as like, oh, yeah, she's crazy, but she's fun. But like not crazy in a bad way, but they're like, mm -hmm. oh, yeah, she's wild. Like, you, yeah. Do you take offense to that? Like, Oh, no, I take says, it as like, oh, yeah, that's what crazy. I am. But then mm -hmm. once they get to know me, I'm like, no, no, you don't understand. I'm <laughs> medically crazy. <laughs> but I think uh, crazy is a bad way to put it. I'm just yeah. I'm more unstable and stuff. It's it's really unfortunate, though, because a lot of the people that go into um, psychiatric ho like holding facilities, they're borderline. And mm -hmm. I've heard other people like... Um, other social workers talk about this. They're like, oh, yeah, we have a lot of borderlines in here. And I'm like, oh, all right, that's cool. <laughs> it's like you have a lot of puppies in there. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, it's it's a wild thing. What, mm, what was your experience like if you were comfortable talking about it? Like oh, yeah. in like the psychiatric, like the holding if, I'm not sure how many people are into religion or not or stuff or how many have heard about purgatory, but it feels pretty damn close to purgatory. Yeah. Like what, it's what, what does it look like? I'll give painted as a picture of what it looks like. Well, the start of it is you go to the hospital. Obviously, you are on a 72 hour hold. Uh, security guards are watching you every single moment. You can't go to the bathroom alone. You can't do anything alone. They're watching you. Um, you can't do anything, basically, because you can't talk to anybody. Uh, you're on complete watch. And most of the time you hear other people in the hospital having like complete mental breakdowns, like those who are on a 50, 150 as well. Um, well, from my experience, I've gone into psychiatric holding because of 5150, which is a suicide attempt and because of my borderline. Um, 
but it's you start there and then they figure out which hospital to take you. My first hospital on my uh, second attempt was in Fremont. Um, mm-hmm. It was a nicer hospital than the one I went to recently, uh, which is a CVHC, which is a hospital here in Fresno. Um, yeah. But basically you go there, everything is on lock and all the there's always uh, attendants at every time of the day, there's like nobody goes to sleep except you guys. You have a roommate um, that you basically share your three days or week, however, whatever you are. You stay there um, and every day has a schedule. So you wake up, you take your medication. Sometimes that's at 5 a.m. You go back to sleep and then you go out for like group therapy. Um, and then you go back and it's just you you eat. And it's it's really scheduled. It feels like you're in jail. But I yeah, say it sounds per- like jail. Yeah. It, but you can't do anything. And the only times you can call your loved ones are like for an hour in the evening. Um, it is jail. Damn. Like, <laughs> like, what the heck? It really Why is. Why do we treat people like that? What the it heck? Really I feel like when people go there, it's like you want to feel loved and you want to feel safe. Yeah, and it doesn't sound that like doesn't sound safe at all. It sounds like you're, you're get, protect- getting. Well, I, I see what they're doing. It's like they're trying to protect yourself you from yourself but like yeah. uh. it's it's really uh, that's why I say it feels like purgatory too because honestly you'll see other people there who are it sounds bad to say but they're way worse than you yeah. like I thought I was bad and then I saw some people who are struggling with schizophrenia psychosis and other people who are borderline mm. other people who are just traumatized and you'll wake up like I don't know like a 4am to screaming and like a takedown like somebody was taken down by a security officer because they lost it or they got triggered um and it's honestly, it feels so dangerous because you don't know if your roommate can snap too and start like going at you. And it's just, it's wild. Yeah. Um, I was told that I was more, one of the more stable people there, but I was also told that I was, uh, that I acted like a borderline uh, psychopath because I tell people what they want to hear as far as when I'm in the hospital. Like they're like, oh, how are you feeling? I tell them, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Um, I, I tell them everything that I, they need to hear from me yeah, to get so out. Yeah, so you can get out. Yeah. yeah. And they're I mean, like, that's just like survival. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm like, trying to get out, dude. I want to get out of here. I don't want to stay here. But honestly, when I say I'm good, I really am good. Um, yeah. But some people take that as like, oh, no, you're just telling that because we want yeah. to hear that. Mm-hmm. So it's it's they, they put labels on you for sure. And it's just it's a wild experience. Some people romanticize psychiatric holdings, but it's uh, there's nothing romantic about it. There's you have no privacy. There's no bathroom doors or whatever. Like if you. Yeah, it's 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 wild. Like you can't do anything and then you have to wear gowns. Um, and uh, you're basically stuck with whoever your age group or the demographic is. And it's mm-hmm. it's not a good thing. It's I yeah. was counting the days to go home. It's it feels yeah. a lot like jail. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we talked about that last pod where it's like we need to kind of reevaluate like the mental health system in like what's your experience with like the mental health system like you you're you go to therapy right or i go to therapy here and there i feel mm-hmm. that it doesn't help as much as medication does mm-hmm. what, um, what do you think medication works for you like what are you taking right now uh zoloft abilify and wellbutrin the same well hey. not all those but Zol- <laughs> Zol- zoloft definitely yeah Zoloft's yeah. good but mm-hmm. do you think it really helped? Yeah. Um, my thing is I'm trying to wean off them because it makes mm-hmm. me feel numb. And as an artist, I can't feel numb. I need to feel my emotions. So mm-hmm. I've been weaning off them and I've been feeling my emotions a lot more intensely. But I I have better coping mechanisms now. And I actually reach out to people when mm-hmm. I feel down. Like yeah. I'll actually reach out to my brothers or I, I try not to burden my friends because I realize I do that a lot. 
Mm-hmm. And I tend to contact my friends at like the worst time possible, it seems. So I'm trying yeah. to actually be more mindful of other people's experiences too, instead of being tunnel vision and like, oh, I'm feeling bad, help me. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's hard. So I was gonna say, what are your coping mechanisms that you've developed? I have a lot, but all of them are developed also as a side, as a symptom of borderline. <laughs> so um, I'll, I'll start with this. Uh, with borderline, you tend to get into a lot of phases mm-hmm. in which you can't decide what you like to do, so you do everything. Um, so I never realized this was a part of borderline, but I did it. So I developed coping mechanisms from these phases. Like I've developed uh, different like talents and different like. Uh, different likings for different things. So like I love to paint, I love to make music, dancing, drawing, uh, cooking, um, arts and crafts, anything that keeps me busy, keeps my mind busy, keeps my hands busy, or just talking to friends. I really, I'm trying to be less of an intro, an, an, bleh, I can't talk, <laughs> an introvert, um, mm-hmm. and trying to reach out to friends more. Although I, uh, I do need to work on actually planning out things with friends because they have schedules and uh, that's the thing that I forget. Often I'll yeah. be like, hey, want to hang out right now? Dude, <laughs> same though. Like, that's actually me. I'm like, hey, what are you doing? I'm like, just come out. <laughs> I'm like, what do you mean? Man. What do you mean you can't go? I mean, like, what are you doing right now? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. but I'm hanging with my dog. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> you, could, you could come hang. I'm like, yeah, but what are we talking about? <laughs> We're talking about coping mechanisms. Oh, yeah, yeah, coping, coping mechanisms. mechanisms. Yeah, what, yeah. What, what, what else? Yeah, I've I've had I've developed all these as phases, but they're also things I genuinely like to do. So I basically just keep myself yeah. busy. I don't watch TV because it gives me it gives me anxiety. I don't watch news because it gives me anxiety. Um, yeah, oh. I like to talk to people for sure, yeah. um, and I love drinking coffee. Like coffee is my thing. It does nothing to me, but coffee is like my my holy grail drink. Oh. It's, <laughs> it makes some, me feel I so want safe. Some coffee now, so. Honestly, and it like, just fills need, the soul. I, I need some caffeine, and that's why I'm drinking. I this. stopped drinking caffeine because it just. It, it I can't. With my sister. No, I can't. It's too I can't much stop. Like, energy and too yeah. much. It's just like no. I don't need that much energy. Oh, I'm already. Yeah, we're on, numb. I'm we're, already wired and yeah. numb. Yeah, caffeine does nothing to me. No. Yeah, it's just it's just different tastes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Honestly, like I drink, like if I don't drink coffee, I just can't. Yeah, I can't go on with my day. Yeah, mine is tea. Nothing. Tea. Really? Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm trying to get more into tea. But it's healthy for you, it, I guess. No, coffee. No, <laughs> You're like it doesn't fuel my coffee, soul. Coffee, <laughs> coffee is healthy for you. Uh, don't, don't tell them. No, it's 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 healthy. If you have anxiety, okay. don't don't drink well, coffee. Well, I have <laughs> those. <laughs> I have that, and I drink coffee, and I'm fine. It doesn't. Don't 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 uh, let coffee herself. works sometimes for me, and then I'm listen like, to your body. Yeah. Well, yeah, I remember yeah, the way. first time I drank coffee. It was like in high school, like freshman year, mm-hmm. and it gave me such a rush of energy. <laughs> like the first time I drank it, I was like, "Wow, this is amazing," and I've never felt like that again. <laughs> I like first started drinking coffee when I was nine, but it was like decaf coffee. Yeah, yeah. My parents gave it to me. They're like, "Here, try this." I'm like, "All right, cool." Thanks for starting me on this. And then I had coffee again when I was in high school. And the real thing. Yeah, and that like kept me up for nights. I wouldn't sleep. There was like weeks where I would only sleep like two hours a day. Wow. And I would like my my grades were failing, but it was helping me like get through. Like it it was a blessing and a curse. But it's I've never felt that way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've never felt that energized ever. I know. It's like (laughs) I wish I could. Feel that way again. <laughs> I know my coffee. Why? Yeah. Why? So I was gonna ask as well. Like, um, 
do people like react differently or how do people oh, react oh, oh. when you tell them like I have borderline personality disorder, especially because it has like that personality disorder that I feel like scares people. Or That's just, a really good question. Yeah. Well, a lot of people don't know what borderline personality mm-hmm. disorder is, but I tell them my symptoms and they know how I am. Mm-hmm. And most of them, some of them distance themselves from me. Some of them have literally told me I'm too much and it kind of hurts. But I mean, like, eh. Um, and other people like my friends and my family, they, they're, they're there for me. They've stuck with me. Mm-hmm. They do tell me I'm a little bit wild sometimes, but, um, mm-hmm. they react well for the most part. Most of the people have taken it well cause they know they've gotten, they've gotten to meet me as a person before I tell them. Mm-hmm. So they know like, Oh wow, she's not bad. Cause the stigma about borderlines too, is that they're all abusive. They're all emotionally manipulative, that they're all, um, unstable and, uh, and mm-hmm. well, that's what they call the loud borderline. I'm more of a quiet borderline. It's like. There's two types. There's the loud borderline likes to hurt others. The quiet borderline likes to hurt themselves. I'm the quiet borderline. I'd rather hurt myself rather than than hurt somebody else, which is bad, but I'd rather do that than hurt somebody. Um, But yeah, like I've, I've told it, uh, telling all the people I've, I'm borderline doesn't give a reaction as much as when I've told them that I've tried to kill myself like four times. It's Mm -hmm. like they react to that much more severely, but they don't understand that that's because of the borderline. Um, Mm -hmm. it's, it's a huge symptom of borderline. Um, so it's definitely, uh, something that, uh, it's the people who I love and trust take it well. Other people who don't know, it's, it's not really caused too much of a distance, but it's, it's varied reactions. Mm -hmm. How does that affect your, Relationships, well, like romantic relationships. That, that's like, oh boy, I date like a like a guy a week. <laughs> 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 it's sad. No, but um, like it's it's. I mean, you know, we all want to be loved and stuff. You know, yeah. I want that. Like, I think everyone wants that. It, but like, honestly, yes, like, to it the just, core. It like that must be hard because I I could kind of feel that like I could empathize with like the feeling of being too much to somebody. Oh yeah, and it's yeah. like and just like people who have mental health or mental illness that's kind of hard to kind of share with somebody that you want to be intimate with yeah and it's like uh like mm. do i really want to show myself to you and then you're like afraid to even show mm. like quote unquote the real you yeah yeah that's yeah. a thing for sure like i've been told by um uh not in bad feelings but i've been told by uh, one interest that I show too much too fast. I'm like, all right, that's, that makes sense. Same. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Honestly. Cause I'm like, I have so much love and I don't know what to do with it. That's another thing with borderline. You feel emotions and relationships are incredibly intense. Like mm-hmm. you don't do something halfway. You give your hundred percent like all the time and it's draining, but it's also scary to other people. Cause they don't they're like, Oh, whoa, they don't want whoa. To handle it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I've been like, I've, I've, I've dated around. I've like talked to guys, but nothing ever really lasts because of that. And I've, I've had like uh, boyfriends and stuff, but I've literally been told once, um, by an ex that, uh, the relationship can continue cause I feel more for them than they feel for me mm-hmm. and they don't want mm-hmm. me to be heartbroken, which didn't work, but <laughs> yeah, that's like, I mean, uh, it happens. Yeah. Romantic relationships, they're, they're really hard. It's, I've kind of come to terms with, I feel too much and it's hard to find somebody else who will reciprocate that, or at least empathize with it instead of running away and be like, Oh, deuces. Cause <laughs> it's, it's hard with the culture nowadays too. Everybody just wants to kick back and, um, not have anything really serious and with borderlines you want something serious yeah. right now always and always forever for- <laughs> that's relatable and yeah yeah that's like i don't know it's hard especially like regular dating is already hard yeah and it's like well now it's just 
I can't even trust my own feelings. Mm, exactly. Like, I can't trust it. I'm like, like <laughs> you meet somebody and you're already like, oh my God, I love you so much. Yeah, and looks, then they're like, all right, get away. <laughs> yeah. And mm. uh, so you know. what causes borderline personalities? What do you think? Like, is there what any source? Or- yeah. Ooh. So what I've read is that it's not really something caused by, um, it's not like depression where it's caused by like a lack of serotonin or dopamine or something like that. It's actually caused by a lot of childhood emotional neglect and trauma, mm-hmm. which I can strongly relate to. Um mm-hmm. Like, for example, growing up, my parents were strict Catholic, straight up from the motherland, Mexico parents. They've done their best and I forgive them for that. Mm -hmm. But they've done some severely emotionally damaging things to me as I grew Mm -hmm. up. Like, for example, um, I remember being abandoned once or so I thought like I was little. I was like six and I was I was I woke up and I didn't see anybody in my house. And I'm like, oh, my God. And for some reason, my mind immediately jumped to, oh, my God, they all left me because they don't love me and I'm going to be alone forever. The six-year-old just thinking that because nobody was in her house. And then I was crying for like an hour. And then my mom came back and she told me that she was just doing laundry. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, okay, you came back finally. But the little that I know that screwed me over for oh years Oh, my God. Come. That's like oh, <laughs> that's like relatable because I'm going to tell you a story of like my parents. Uh-huh. <laughs> they're like thinking about it. Like that's fucked up because I would like. This is the most vivid memory, like, early. Like, it was just me and, like, I was the only child at first, you know, before my brothers were born. Mm -hmm. We were at a theme park. And I was just, like, walking and they would be behind me. And then and I would look back and they were gone. And I was like, what the fuck? And (laughs) I, they would watch from afar. Wow. And then they would come back laughing. And I'm like, oh. And I'm like, they would keep doing this multiple times, especially when I'm like, because I'm like an asshole. I'm like, you know what? Fuck you guys. I'm going to (laughs) go around the store. And then I would get lost. And then they would purposely hide from me. And I'm like, bitch, this is, Gonna affect me. I'm, now I have abandonment <laughs> issues. Thanks, thanks, mom and dad. And, but you know, I forgive them. But like, forgive me, but fucked up. yeah, wow, it really is. It, yeah. like, it's the small things that really fuck you up as an adult. Like, yeah, and then you like uncover it. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> All this shit. You're like looking through the files of your memories. You're like, wow. wow. <laughs> yeah, it's like that wow. hurt me a lot. <laughs> yeah. it's like wow, and yeah, like. Some people are like, well, it wasn't a big deal, but like to a six-year-old child, that traumatizes you. That, or like that a four-year-old, like when your brain is barely developing. Yeah, and that's like imprints you. You know, mm, like exactly. I, I was talking on Marcel, like the butterfly flew in front of me the other day. Or like, no, yeah, just now, just now, literally. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I was like, I told her, like, I used, I'm, I, I'm scared of butterflies because I had like a traumatic, like, memory of a butterfly, and I was like trapped somewhere with a butterfly. I don't know what it was, but ever since then, I've, I've never liked butterflies. Mm. And, and, that, and yeah, it makes sense. It yeah, makes it's sense. such a like. It might have been insignificant, it to other people, but to you, it's like the most significant thing ever. Exactly. And people always say that, like, or we say to ourselves, like, "Oh, this is stupid." Like, this, it's not stupid. You try to rationalize it. Yeah. yeah. So your feel, your feelings are valid. Your emotions are valid. Yeah, like just just because you think it's stupid, it's not. If it's important to you, then it is. Exactly. And you should accept that, you know? Exactly. It's like another thing. Like, I remember um, I was always a crybaby growing up. I was always an emotional child. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. And I I was always depressed, too. Like, I remember freaking being like five or something like that and sitting down and wondering what the meaning of life is like uh, like i would literally i remember this vividly i would sit down and zone off and sit and wonder like wow what would it be if the universe didn't exist and i was like wait why am i why (laughs) i was i was a baby why am i thinking of this um 
But even then, like, I would always cry for everything. So my mom would always tell me, like, classic things like, oh, stop crying. I'll give you something to cry about. Or oh, I remember the most. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mom's done that one. Yeah, but, like, <laughs> the most. <laughs> yeah, cries. The most damaging thing, though, that she's done, too, though, is that she told me that pretty girls don't cry. And I was like, what? oh, yeah. So I'm like, oh, I want to be pretty. And I don't want to think that my mom thinks I'm ugly or hates me because I'm crying. So ever since then, I've been repressive. Um, and I also remember once in elementary school, I was, I got like game in elementary school. I was trying to ask my crush out. I was like <laughs> seven. Damn. I was like, hey, my parents know and like knew each other. So I'm like, hey, do you want to ask your mom if like, you can come over one day? And we can like play like back then, like funny junk was a thing. <laughs> and I was like, we're, oh, my God. And he told me, sorry, I don't date crybabies. And I'm like, <gasps> what? oh, that fucked me up forever. That's so fucked. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, it was a small thing back then, but now I realize like, I don't like crying. I feel so vulnerable and so stupid when I cry. It's like, it's a bad thing. And that's what my borderline comes from, from holding in so much emotions mm-hmm. and holding in so much bur- yeah. uh, burdens that they come out all at once. It's all black and white because I don't know how to release slowly. Mm-hmm. Everything is just here or nothing. Everything is 100% or nothing at all. And it's, Mm. it's tough, but it definitely comes from like childhood upbringings, um, neglect, Mm. trauma, a lot of that. And just bad processing of emotions. If your parents don't let you talk about how you feel, you, you get fucked up. (laughs) Yeah, that's. And then you come from a, is it a Mexican household or? Yeah, Mexican. I feel like yeah. there's yeah, so many can, conversations. Yeah, can you that talk about like about the, Mex- a little bit of the culture, cultural? Because <laughs> I feel like the culture it's so damaging. Because yeah. I have met so many people this year, and like that's how they are. Like their family never taught them that it was okay to cry, yeah. and they're just broken on the inside. And it's like they're so afraid of their feelings, they just numb. Mm-hmm. And it's just that makes me so sad. Like, ugh. I mean, that's how they were raised. It I is, guess. but it's, it's so just like nobody teaches you how to navigate your emotions, Dude. and nobody teaches you that it's okay to be vulnerable. Mexican and Filipino culture are kind of like we are similar. like cousins. Yeah, no, we, are, we are. We are pretty much cousins of like. <laughs> it's, like it's because we're Catholic. Our, our colonizers. <laughs> we we have the same colonizers, so like that's Dang. our the Spanish. Yeah, the Spanish. Oh, thing. How are they doing? Honestly, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> No, but there was this meme on Facebook that oh I saw. Oh, my God. No, 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 no. But it was, like, like the things that your your mom would hit you with. It oh, was my like, God. Yeah. It was, like, a chancla or, uh, well, in the Filipino one, like, the a, weapons. a walis or, or mm-hmm. the, the worst one. I love the description of it because it was, like, a... It was the black belt. Oh, my God. I hate oh. the black belt. And, like, it's, like, the damage was, like, 11 out of 10. I was, like... That was the worst. Literally, that's the worst. If you get hit with a belt, you're fucked. Like, <laughs> you will have... Your shit is wrecked. Yeah, you're yeah. just done. And I think they really just don't know how to deal when you're, like, in pain. Yeah, because sometimes the way that I would manifest, like, pain, I was angry. But instead of, like, them listening to you, they just get angry at you and they hit you. And you just learn to, like, bury that deeper and deeper and deeper. And you and think deeper. they hate you, especially as a Oh, my God. Yeah, no, that, that... I mean, I get that, too. Maybe I do have borderlines. I know. <laughs> I was gonna like send you the link so you can look at the symptoms. You're like, no, I looked at the and like the more you describe it, abandonment, like no, like I think like no, yeah, seriously, no, that's how I am too. Like Mm -hmm. the more you describe the symptoms, like okay, maybe yeah, right. Cause like uh, after you like I'm that like, thing that you did, I was like gonna be like, hey, oh, you yeah. should look into this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh wait, did, did, did you listen to the first episode? Not yet. Okay, Not but yet. level. Oh, Don't hate fake me yet. fans. No, fake fans. No, 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 no. But like, there was this incident where I would 
there's this girl that I like kind of romantically involved and I called them at 5 a.m. 50 times. Oh, you told me about that. Oh, yeah. So, yes. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I, I actually contacted her when that happened. Cause it, like, <laughs> so, I mean, I don't know. Like, is, have you done anything similar to that? I don't know. Not, no. Oh, no. uh, see, uh, maybe I am. <laughs> maybe I am borderline. See, but there's the thing, the quiet and the loud borderline. Uh, that was more of a loud borderline. Yeah. Symptom. I need to find a loud borderline to be like, is this like, is this, have you done something like this? My parents and my sister has done that for sure. And they're all fucked up. So. <laughs> okay. So somebody else has done this. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, thank God. Like, like, I feel like I'm not like alone or something. Yeah. Like, shit, no. I'm like crazy. I, I've, I've been thinking about doing that. The most I've done is like call or text. But what I do instead of like blow up their phone is I leave them to see if they'll come back. So like I completely Ooh, like that's scary. That's yeah. scary too. I, I like unfriend them on all social <gasps> media. I delete their number and whatever wow. and then I see what they do and then they don't do anything. So I'm like, fuck you hate me. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. You're like you're kinda like testing them, you know? Yeah, I do that oh a lot. I'm God. actually doing it right now. It's so bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's so bad. I'm like distancing myself from some friends that I had an argument with and I'm oh like because I, I honestly don't know how to deal with the kind of the thing too. That's my problem. I don't know how to deal. So I'm like ah, I'm gonna give us some distance so we can all figure out what to do yeah but like the, the, that distance is like so huge I know like I'm having that car problem now too with somebody else and I'm like oh yeah. is it just like not knowing how to deal with like the discomfort of those feelings yeah not knowing how to do and also testing that's another symptom yeah, of borderline testing. you kind of pick fights to kind of see if the person will oh my gosh mm-hmm. and I do that a lot subconsciously oh, <laughs> I think God. Ram is having a piff I know I'm like <laughs> I gotta tell my therapist like I think I have borderline personality disorder. It's like this is very I don't know. But is it like relieving to know like this is like yeah this yeah like you're like this is why I'm not just crazy I'm not just a bad person like this is why a lot of other people a lot of other people experience this too you're not alone Mm -hmm. for sure like if you do think you have it or if you Mm -hmm. do have it it's something that we uh oh, i'm not gonna say we all go through because not a lot of people go through it so yeah it's something more rare uh but you're definitely not i think alone. we like feel it at like more intensely than other people yeah. like i feel like they feel it and it's not as unstable mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, oh. but like they feel it but like there's a huge gap of time yeah i don't know, I don't know what i'm saying but oh that reminds so. me no, you were telling about the meme of the weapons and then i commented on the bottom that they forgot to include the most uh, damaging weapon which is uh childhood emotional neglect <laughs> 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 Wait, I don't remember seeing that shit. I need to look at it again. Look at it, because I commentated like, I'm like, they forgot the childhood neglect as a weapon. Yeah. I'm like, oh my God. Yeah, verbal abuse. <laughs> oh, verbal, yeah, oh, verbal words, abuse is a thing. Words. Like, yeah, words hurt too. Like my parents oh, don't yeah. know. Like they cuss me out all the time and oh it's like God. normal. And like yeah. my mom literally told me to go fuck myself the other day. I'm like, what? Dude. I'm like, because uh, she was mad at me. I'm like, you don't tell your daughter that? And I got so mad at her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's it's damaging. And it. you can't like talk back to them. Well, yeah, they're like, no matter swungus, don't talk back. And I'm like, mm-hmm. well, what the fuck am I supposed to do? You're yeah, not letting exa- me, you're oh not allowing for dialogue. Oh my, <laughs> exactly. And I feel like, oh, damn, we're like learning stuff here, you guys. <laughs> this is such a healing podcast. I know. And like, you kind of like do that similarly to other people. Like you don't yeah. give them the dialogue because like, mm-hmm. yeah, fuck you. My, yeah. Mom, my parents never gave me this. So I'm not going to give this to you. Yeah, it's it's a pride thing too. That's uh, I I need to contact the friend after this. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna send them this link and be like, "Hey, I'm sorry." Yeah, it's like, oh, yeah. Listen to the podcast. The apologies in the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, my just God. send them the link. Like, yeah, this is it. Just this no is context. It. Just send it. Yeah, but oh man, maybe I do have this. <laughs> Nah, I, I definitely have pure o- OCD. Did we mm-hmm. talk about that last time? I, I think, think we did. Yeah. Yeah, but that's a totally different. 
totally different thing. But mm-hmm. Husky I, is so real, though. I I think like uh, all these like mental illnesses. I mean, they're all just labels, but like it's all kind of labeling the very the, what's it called the distinct levels. Yeah, the levels. So I mean, I feel like they all stem from like the same the same thing, and mm-hmm. like just like you know personal abuse and or maybe sometimes your brain chemistry, which I was thinking a lot more because like okay if my brain is made out of like a bunch of chemicals so there's something in my brain that has just got fucked like the wiring is just fucked so that's why i kind of see it as like there is something that we could do and Mm -hmm. maybe that's like through medicine (laughs) yeah i know that trauma (laughs) that's what wires your brain yeah that trauma wired it and then we can and we don't and we never like kind of like unwired it yeah and it's like hard to unwire you know because that's all you've known sometimes it's just there and you have to learn how to cope with it yeah mm-hmm. some people don't cope with it well i'm i'm glad that i know good coping mechanisms because other people mm. go to self-medication what's, what's like co- what's your good coping mechanisms um just like listen, art or? Listen, art and music listening to music mm-hmm. um and hanging with a good friend that understands like mm. i notice i i tend to go to people a lot um but i can only go with people that i like trust um, mm-hmm. And who don't make me feel like I'm too much because I've, oh my gosh, I think I've said this five times already. I've been told I'm too yeah. much for sure. No. I make like, jokes. So, like, I, that thing I posted on Facebook, um, like, uh, I, I said my best pickup line is, hey, my name is Marisol, <laughs> and I'm overwhelming and too much, but hey, have coffee with me sometime. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, wait, yeah. Can we segue into. Uh, depression memes or just memes in general as a coping yes. mechanism yes because memes are a huge coping mechanism oh my honestly. god honestly that's all i see you post right? <laughs> that's your whole twitter that's my whole twitter that's, that's my, my whole uh, yeah mine is just like sometimes that and then tessa thompson no <laughs> oh my god. but that's it i yeah it's like such a huge relief and it's i mean i it's so funny. I think it makes you feel less lonely because somebody yeah. else yeah, created exactly. it. Yeah, somebody else like, oh, somebody else feels this way. Yeah. And but like, I mean, I mean, I'm kind of like seeing the kind of dangers of it. Mm. Like, I've been learning that, like, okay, like we know we have this trauma, this illness, but sometimes I feel like we, well, I personally, kind of identify it with too much. Like, mm-hmm. I was like, oh my god, like this is part of my personality now, and I. If I if, if if I get better or if I change, I'm I'm not me anymore, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's kinda me too. I'm like, I don't know what I'd be. I, exactly. But like but at the same time, the more you cling to it, the more you kinda because we're comfortable with it. You it's know? more like, damaging. So I know, you don't know what to so do. Like, what do, we do? <laughs> like uh, but and then you kinda get stuck. And it's like, uh but like now I'm kinda learning, okay, it's okay to change, you know? Mm-hmm. It's okay to be different. You know, you obviously want to be different. Like, mm-hmm. that's why I'm, like, trying to, you know, meditate, do all this shit. Because I want to be different, you know. I want to be better. I know that we could o- overcome this. So, mm-hmm. kind of trying to cut back on, you know, negative the self-talk, memes. the memes. But, you know. I think the negative self-talk is the one thing. Yeah, that negative you self-talk. Definitely. Because if you talk to yourself just out loud in that way, like, yeah. that's damaging. That's a huge thing. Yeah. yeah. Especially, you got to be careful how you talk to yourself. Uh, be kind to yourself. Yeah. I notice when I get into discussions with my friends or family, um, I automatically go into negative uh, self-deprecation and like they think I'm being immature or like stop being like, stop looking for attention, stop doing this. I'm like, no, you don't understand. I legitimately feel like a piece of shit right now because I hurt you. Like don't, like this is the only way I know how to express this feeling. Like don't shut me down. Dude, Mm -hmm. like 
And like the only to my in my logic in my dumb brain, it's no. like well I've oh well, see yeah, okay. <laughs> we're checking oh you my right God, now. You guys check me. You guys check me. Okay, okay. I'm okay. just gonna throw something at okay, you. Okay. Like I'm like gonna a have soft like puppy. Yeah, I'm spray. gonna have like holy water. Just <laughs> yes, you know, like the priest just <laughs> or just glitter. Okay, okay. Yeah. All right. In Absolutely. my. I love my brain. I love I love myself. Okay. <laughs> yes. In yes. my brain, Meditation. in how I perceive it, it's like, oh man, especially when I like, especially hurt somebody else, like, you know, like the, the most recent you mm. know, spiral that I had was like, okay, then I don't deserve to live. Like, that's exactly like the, the my argument with myself is like, well, I should probably just like end it all because, you Did know. Did you have borderline? <laughs> oh my God. I told you. I should have sent you that like that day. Yeah, because I was like, well, no, when you were like here, remember when I was here and it happened and you were talking to me? Yeah. I just saw you like cycle through all these like emotions and moods. And I was like, Ram is not okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, usually I could keep it on control. Yeah. I think I saw you fully there. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I did. And when I got that's just it was just all the triggers that like those are my triggers, like especially Oh, triggers. I think we yeah, should talk about your, Yeah. What's your, what's your what triggers? triggers? Ho, ho, ho. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Let's talk about triggers. What, yeah. What's your triggers? Um, my trigger is not being understood and completely uh, mm. written off as something else. Like, I remember mm. um, some friends that I, well, I wouldn't even consider them friends. Looking back, they really <laughs> were emotionally manipulative and hurtful and toxic. Um, yeah. I don't say names. Yeah, <laughs> but it was Katie. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Sorry, it really wasn't Katie. I don't know what Katie. I'm sorry, Katie, if you're listening to this. <laughs> yeah, Katie, you're a bad friend. <laughs> no, but like, there are people that I used to like completely like admire, and then um, mm-hmm. I was trying to. I like to talk things out. The, the, my huge thing is assurance. I love assurance. Oh I God, need assurance. Yeah. I need reassurance. I, I absolutely love reassurance, need it. man. That's my yeah. drug, dude. Yeah, reassurance. Like, like, <laughs> if I could inject reassurance into my freaking system, I would. Yeah, and that's and not getting reassurance is a huge trigger because I start spiraling oh from then on. I do whatever exactly. it takes to get it, and that's when I start to like. Especially when you get a, if he don't get a text back, and then, oh my god, yeah. <laughs> dude, that's like literally one of my triggers. My triggers is not getting a text back, mm-hmm. even though I know that they're busy or anything, and I'm like, well, they hate me now. And I'm like, oh fuck, what did yeah. I do? What did I do wrong? My mm. thing now too oh. is like I've noticed a symptom of borderline is like. Another like silly symptom that I like to say is like if somebody's like taking a long time to respond or <gasps> taking a long time to get to you, like if you're meeting up, you all you think there's like a part of you that thinks like, oh my god, they died. There's no other excuse. They're probably like hurt or something. Like they got into a car crash on the way here. I don't know what's going on, but they oh obviously god, there's no other too. excuse. <laughs> yeah, you don't go into the medium and think like, oh, they're probably just late. They're no, there is no that. medium. There is no medium at there all. It is. It's, it's, it's just high, low, nothing else. Exactly. There's no great Jedi. <laughs> I've never seen Star Wars, and I'm making that. Reference. I'm a heathen. Oh Not man, <laughs> we're discovering stuff. <laughs> but yeah, my trigger is definitely not getting assurance because I start to spiral a lot. Um, oh man, and spiral, that's when I start man. to distance myself, and um, I need reassurance. That's like my only thing. And when I don't get that, I go crazy. <laughs> that's, so, how do you like stop yourself? Yeah, from please spiraling? tell me. <laughs> <Just kidding. sighs> I need tips. I go to sleep. <laughs> Honestly, I, just, I force myself yeah. to go to sleep because oh if God. not, I start to hurt myself. Like, it's bad. Like, I struggle a lot with, like, self-harm and Mm. whatnot. And I do it not for attention. A lot of people are like, oh, you're just doing that for attention. Or, like, my parents have even told me, like, oh, that dumbass thing that you did for attention. I'm like, no. Uh, No, no, no. If I wanted attention, I would have actually called you. This is because I feel too much and I'm trying to control it. Uh, Yeah, it's a control thing. Yeah. You're trying to, like, kind of out, trying to, like. 
get it out somewhere else yeah and know exactly. that i can control the pain and bring the pain mm-hmm. and do what i want with it because yeah. I, I feel out of control it's honestly it's oh my gosh everything that i do is not for attention yeah that's just clarification <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. if you want real attention i would have oh yeah i would have done the thing that <laughs> everything else i do is for attention not this one though this one's for me yeah I'm just kidding yeah <laughs> but oh man some good shit guys <laughs> Yeah, that's my coping mechanism. Just wine. That's (laughs) coffee is mine. That's numbing. I feel wine. Yeah, alcohol. (laughs) Yeah, but it's fun though. (laughs) It's like yeah, that's my coping mechanism. Although no, like now I'm learning healthy coping mechanism. It's like I like hanging with puppies. Like just literally pausing my brain. Just like all right, meditation. Just like. Mm. Yeah, you're telling us how good that meditation was. Yeah, coping mechanism. Or psychedelics. I'm just kidding. <laughs> hey, no, honestly, I've 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 done some before, and they actually help a lot. Not oh, not condoning no. them, but <laughs> I <laughs> am. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, we'll get to that. We keep alluding to those, but I'm I like, know, I will be. I will interview guys and ask you about it because I have not tried it. Yeah, I'm no, we, we. I've done one of the most like intense psychedelics. No, was too. it? Um, I'm not even sure if it's legal to talk about. Uh, is that no, a, is that it's okay? okay? It's legal. It's okay. illegal to possess. It's not illegal to. Talk. to have you guys talk heard about. of ayahuasca? Yeah. Oh, oh my. God, I want to do, do ayahuasca so bad. Where? Wow. In Mexico? <laughs> no, go the bitch. I'm illegal. I can't go to Mexico. Oh, God damn it. Oh, whoops. Uh, wait, wh- who has ayahuasca? I need to hook you, up. <laughs> okay, here's the thing, though. Like, the most recent uh, I've done it is actually the week of my birthday. You know, like, literally, like, um, Monday... No, no, no. The the okay. The week after my birthday, I did it um, mm. for the second time, and it was such a fucking trip. It was such yeah. a fucking trip. Like, I'm I'm trying to heal myself. It gave me coping uh, mechanisms to actually heal myself. I'm not mm-hmm. completely healed, but in yeah. that time, oh my god, it's like it's, a rocket ship. Dude. It's the most intense thing in all the world. It literally completely fragments who you are and what you know, and yes. it brings you back to healing. Like, mm. I started crying, and I told myself, like, oh my god, I've been holding on to so much. Like, I've hold yes. on to so much. I'm emotional repression so much hurt so much hate and then let go of that and i said oh my god i'm so ready i'm so ready thank you all you feel is gratitude mm-hmm. and like your brain rewires itself it's such a exactly. it's a medicine basically but you can't just get it from like a street vendor you have to find yeah, a shaman a shaman I need see a shaman. i was thinking if i ever did that i wanted to be like in a like spiritual setting you have to do it yeah. in a spiritual setting because yeah. i feel fucked. like all those things are very yeah. sacred yeah and we just don't like oh yeah people you just have to take tre- drugs for funsies yeah, but you, i'm like they're yeah, very I sacred know. things yeah, yeah. You can't just mess around like, oh, pop acid. <laughs> like, no. No, I've, I've done that, but like. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, I've done that, but like, I don't want to tell my LSD story yet. No. That's for another pod. Sorry, I think guys. there's <laughs> a difference sometimes with drugs. Like when you oh. use it to numb and escape and when you oh, use yeah. it to, to like, heal. heal. To heal. Yeah, you yeah. have to have intention. Ayahuasca for sure is God, a healing try. drug. I it's, really want to try It's something shit. you have to do with a shaman though because they guide you. Like yeah. if I didn't have a shaman there, I would have had a bad trip. Yeah. Because he was there to guide me. He was singing me songs. He was telling me, you're okay. You're okay. Uh, you're doing so well. And I needed a reassurance. And he was there to give me reassurance. I told him, am I doing yeah. good? Well, okay. Oh, wait. Before... We're not condoning ayahuasca use. Well, we're not well, condoning, we're not condoning anything. anything. Yeah. We're just, wait till the Drams drug talking, episode. Yeah, wait until the psychedelic episode. <laughs> yeah. There's going to be like a full table of people. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, because at least, oh, my, yeah, I don't know. Because hey, here's the thing, though, because it's like, ment- like we said before, mental health, like the research is like so fucked. Are oh, we pioneers? We're pi- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Marisol and I and everyone who's taking psychs. 
We're pioneers of the mind. Dude. I'm like, <laughs> I'm observing and we're, seeing. Uh, we're, we're we're going out you, there. Well, dude. you learn a lot. You learn that. You do really do. You learn that basically everything is a lie. Like everything, <laughs> everything, everything is, is illusion. so. Your ego runs so much, and what you oh are at the core of yourself exactly. is love. And mm-hmm. like you really okay. Another thing that I learned too, that's something that's really important to me, and something that's been really important to my suicidality is that you never die. You there's no such thing as dying. Um. There's only uh, life is like a river, yeah. and God is like a river. What? Uh, I'm sorry, I'm getting to religion. No, <laughs> go ahead. Or just like an energy universe, yeah, yeah whatever. Yeah, I, I see God as love, and love yeah. is the energy of the universe, and everybody is made of love. And I see love as an ender, never-ending river. Like you can mm-hmm. pull water from it, and that's your existence. Like that's mm-hmm. your living. But when you die, you can't get rid of the water. You just pour it back into yeah. the river, and that's what I see it as. Yeah, mm-hmm. and a lot of people. I feel like that's what's lost in this society right now or like in our time is like the spirituality nature. Well, not yeah. even just religion, but just kind of like, I don't know, like there's some, but like, like knowing that there's something, just, there's yeah. something bigger than you. There's something bigger. You need to have that. And that you are bigger than, I don't know. You have that. Because like, ideism and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, no, there's, the, it's, if you look all around you, you'd be a fool not to, okay, yeah. I'm not judging anybody. Yeah, 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 yeah. no. This be, is a free, free space to say whatever mm-hmm. <laughs> you'd be a fool not to think that there's something yeah. in yourself because that would just be depressing if we were just like oh well, we're just robots yeah. we're just humans yeah there's, everything is magical everything is yeah there's thing. some and <clears throat> what you said like the love and stuff like if 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 i heard that before i took like psychs or lsd i would be that's so dumb but like I've seen it. I've felt yeah. it. So I know what you're talking about. Yeah, so. like people who haven't taken that. You don't have to take it. But you don't like, have to take it. But like, but love is like the truth. That's yeah. that's literally you all. Hear the, all these hippies <laughs> saying that it's the know, truth. It's the love truth. Love is the only truth. Honestly, love conquers all, guys. Really, a Sailor Moon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just tra- like, and the most important part is like loving yourself. Honestly, like, yeah, it's like the, the hardest thing ever is just loving yourself. Like mm-hmm. I cannot like because you spend so much time with yourself. You know what I learned, I think, was like, because I spent a lot of time running and mm-hmm. I realized like the more I ran, the more I ran for myself. And like once I faced the pain and oh, like sorry, the I trauma. literal running. That's no, I, oh, I, I was running. I, I, thought, I, I mean, thought she said it was I have running. been running. I have been working out. <laughs> I'm I thought, sorry. I thought you were physically running. <laughs> no. I literally said, oh, that's good. <laughs> like, damn. No, sorry. like running for myself. Get your workout in. Come you know? on. <laughs> I have been working out though. <laughs> Good for no, you. No, like once I like sat with the pain and stuff, like you see who you truly are. Like you have oh, to yeah. sit with it. And it's not how, always like, how you are love underneath. Oh, that, but there's Honestly. also those ugly parts of like yeah, yourself. Yeah, but it's like, just pain. It's not, yeah. I don't feel like it's ugly. I think we think of it as ugly. It's and a beautiful we fear part. I think it's just a lot of your pain and your fears. Yeah. You have to get past them. It's Mm. like in therapy. uh, I was speaking with my therapist and there's a thing that there's parts of you and every part of you is beautiful. Every part of you deserves love. Every part of you deserves Mm. recognition. There's parts that are hurt. There's parts of you that hate. There's parts of you that love. There's parts of you that feel lonely. Some parts feel neglected. Other parts feel... There's parts of you that uh, require that love and that you need to... Like if you feel sad... What part of you is feeling sad and what do you feel when that part mm. is feeling sad? Do you feel a part of you that's also repressing yeah. that and why does it feel like it's repressing that? There's so many parts and yeah. every part There's deserves like, love. Yeah. Mm. And I feel like a lot of people are not very aware of themselves, which is kind of weird, you know, because yeah. I feel like we here's what I've learned. It's just like the our identity of ourselves, like depends so much on other people's perception of us. Like, yeah. And like, it's a culture. and that's when, and I realized when I, when I'm alone with myself, mm-hmm. it's because I have no one else to reflect 
who I am back and I am like completely alone with myself and I'm like I fucking hate myself <laughs> like I was like oh and then that's not, that's when I realized like oh my god I hate myself because like I don't have I don't have people like saying that like oh look this is what you do this is what you do like you're not a piece of shit like I don't have that anyone to reaffirm yeah but like I can't even reaffirm myself it's like yeah that's mm. that's what I've learned like you need to be okay with being, being yourself and that takes yeah. time that takes time it's okay to not completely jump yeah. into it there's a lot of people who have been hurt and traumatized i know a lot of people who don't want to show their emotions because they're scared of being hurt but taking it step by step little yeah, by little, patience acknowledging these parts and acknowledging that it's okay to feel what you feel yeah you're completely mm. valid you are loved guys you are, loved. <laughs> you are. this is healing yeah so i want to say like what is a song that has brought like a lot of healing into yeah, your what's, life yeah what what songs like Oh my god! The, okay, so the the one song that I always go to is "Jog Days Are Over" by Florence and yes! the Machine. Yes, <laughs> I love that song. I have listened to that song so many times with tears in my eyes, uh, and I'm like, oh my god! I'm like, yes, the dog days are over, and like it's it's, <laughs> it's I can't. It's it's such a good song. Like it, I don't know. It makes me happy. It makes it's one of my happy songs. Um, that and "Tongue Tie" by Group Love. But like, <laughs> mm, we're making a playlist. We're making yeah. Playlist every guest of, that comes in, we're gonna ask a song. Yeah. Okay. Dog should, days are over for sure. Then dog days are over. Okay, we'll okay. put that in there. We should ask Crystal from last week and yeah. Jalise and yeah Ashley. Yeah. All right. Well, any we're yeah. Parting any words. parting words? Any parting advice you want to say to the listeners? That it's okay to feel what you feel, that your feelings are valid and that you're not alone in your struggle. Um, whatever you've been through, whatever you've, uh, the, the hurt that you've been through is not the end. Basically there's people out there who support you and love you, even though you feel like that's not it. Um, and basically it's okay that your feelings are valid. If you don't want to acknowledge your feelings, that's fine. If you do want to acknowledge your feelings, that's fine. It's everybody takes their own space. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically healing is possible and, um, you are loved. That's basically it. Dope. All right. You have anything to say? I don't think so. I do. I yeah, I'm good. Yeah, yeah. This is, well, <clears throat> this is going to be it for this episode of boys do cry. We need to get an actual boy next time. Cause I feel like all, <laughs> of, our, all of our guests, I mean like, you know, all of our guests has been, been women, yeah. but we need some of the men. I have a few. And I have yeah, we need them because like they mind. have. <laughs> I might have one in mind too. Yeah, yeah. refer to them. We need them to to show show up and uh, yeah. we'll have tea next time. Hopefully. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> but yeah, uh, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. All those are set up now. The yeah. socials. I all the socials at Boys Do Cry Pod. And uh, what else do I have to plug? Yeah, just share share this follow podcast. Me on SoundCloud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, legit though. I make music. Follow me. Yeah, what's, <laughs> what's your, your SoundCloud? Yeah, what's link? your what's your well, socials? I actually have a. What's your social media? Okay, my socials. It's just Mary the Soul at Instagram, mm-hmm. and then you'll see a bunch of the stuff I post here because yeah. I actually don't have a SoundCloud. I have a Spotify. Oh, like she's legit. Yeah, she's on it. I have like, album music and shit. Yeah, like that, she does. So, hey. yeah. Um, really? Yeah, but so Mary dot the dot soul. If you want to stalk me, yeah, follow Z-O-L. me. Yeah, yeah. Get. Or S O U L. But my my artist name is oh, Zol. Oh, Zol. Z O L. Yeah, yeah. Call me on that. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. So yeah, thank you for listening and uh, take care of yourselves. You know, don't. Yeah, you matter. I love you. Uh, <laughs> you too. I love you too. I love you, listener. Whoever you are. You needed to hear this. Yes. You needed a sign to know that you're loved. Wait. I love you. Can you sing I know I love you? What? Who? Me or yeah. you? Yeah. What? Uh, Anna, I love you? No, like just say I love you. We should sing it. So, what, what, what's How do you sing it? How do you sing I love you? I don't know. <laughs> I love you. I know. You got to give me a song. 
But anyways, it. yeah, it was all a right. good idea. Yeah, it's a good idea. We'll think of the "I Love You" song later. We need to make another. Love you <laughs> song. Yeah. I'll make yeah. it like okay. a like a ending song. All right. Well, <laughs> thank you for listening. We'll see you next week. Adios. Bye. Thank Bye. you, Marisol, for guess guess guessing 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 on this podcast. Guessing for sharing. Yeah. Thanks for sharing. Yay. Yeah. I, I know I we helped. keep saying goodbye, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we don't want to say goodbye. We want a lot of courage to be so open. I know. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, yeah. I like to be a help of others, and if being vulnerable and open helps others, then yeah. yeah. All right. All right. For now. For <laughs> Goodbye. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs>